0: Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Tenet Men. I am your host Steve and I am joined by Kevin and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high concept time travel film Tenet we are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film, and Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse.
1: How are you? Inverted Kevin. I, I am good. I did, I did quite a bit of homework for the coming episodes. Um, to answer some deep questions about the, 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 the very daunting middle part of the movie, the car chase scene. I um, there is
0: a moment in my minute that alludes to the car chase scene.
1: Actually, it's weird how that keeps happening.
0: I that's what I thought. That's that was that's a, <laughs> what's in my notes actually, uh, and I can't wait. It's actually not that exciting, but I can't wait to tell you.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got something I'm excited to show you, but I think you have something else uh, for the. I
0: do, I do. Yeah. You know, you you had such a fun little game set up for me last week, uh, where you embarrass me <laughs> by my lack of, of media, my lack of movie watching last year. I watched one out of 18 movies that you saw last year. The status hasn't changed either. I still only have oh, seen no. one of them. But I've come prepared with the five TV shows that I watched last year. There's at least five TV shows that I watched last year.
1: Okay. um that probably equals the same amount of hours as movies that i watched <laughs> 18 movies probably equals five seasons maybe yeah, four, yeah that's
0: a good point point. and
1: that's that's me guessing that there's only one season there might be multiple seasons well some of them were
0: multiple seasons actually so uh, i think my content viewing time may have been higher actually um but anyway i'm gonna revert okay. order it also i'm gonna start with my favorite on top okay and then work backwards how blue team of you. Yeah. Or yeah. red team. Red team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, yeah. I'm not going to bury the lead here. We're just going to get right. Uh, okay. What happens if I seen all of them? <laughs> you have it. I know you have okay, okay. I'm not sure you've seen many of these actually. Yeah. This
1: would be interesting.
0: And the last one, the, that's funny. The last one on the list is the worst one. I oh, don't okay. think you've seen it and it's really bad. Okay. 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 I'm up for this challenge. <laughs> all right so the first one is better call Saul. the last season it was like freaking phenomenal
1: yes yeah and that did you uh, see it that that yes as a big breaking bad fan um i was following um actually i didn't get on board in better call Saul until i think it was season how many seasons were there uh
0: five 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 or six the last season was broken up into two parts though you know uh, breaking bad right
1: yeah, so I think I got on board just before that second to last season. Technically, the, the the two last seasons. Yeah. Okay. So I watched that last year. the The
0: second half of that last season was just like, like every ep- every week, I was so excited. It was it really was perfect. I was so excited to watch it every single week. It was so good.
1: You know who watched, Know who loved Breaking Bad? Uh, my son.
0: <laughs> he-
1: That's your son watches Breaking Bad. Yeah. Man, he's a teen. He's... he's a teen now, so we unlocked parental controls on Netflix for him. Wow! <laughs> and that was the first thing he watched was he's Breaking 13? Bad, but he did not finish. He did not finish Better Call Saul.
0: I feel like a yeah, thirteen-year-old a is not going to enjoy Better Call Saul as much as Breaking Bad. Yeah,
1: although it's like the same tone, same kind of. It's yeah. a, just a little bit more adult, like yeah, like Jesse Pinkman really ages down the humor (laughs) yes in Breaking Bad as compared to there's not really that character in um, Better Call Saul
0: all right that's awesome
1: yeah
0: all right well I'm putting that number one number two is really hard um I'm a little torn I'm gonna okay number two I'm gonna say Stranger Things okay uh, the latest season of Stranger Things um I don't know if we've talked about this before season one was very good Season two was not very good. Season three, I would argue was also not very good. Season four was like phenomenal. Like it was so good. Mm -hmm. It was such a good season. That last season
1: was season four, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Um, it was, yes, I I agree pretty much with all that same assessment. (laughs) Uh, I let
0: my kids watch Stranger <laughs> Things actually, uh, which is probably not age appropriate. They're seven and it, ten, so n-
1: no, I, and my daughter's around the same age, and she really wants to watch it <laughs> because there's like so many memes about it, and that's yeah. how she consumes cultures. So like, oh, this must be a great show. It makes the most memes. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, that makes sense. I did, It was kind of crazy how the last like two episodes were like almost like two hour like movies each. They, they were, were so, yeah. It was They're, so crazy how they. Did that and it didn't seem overly long i mean oh, I
0: the, they flew by um i remember because like the last two episodes episodes came out last right they came out together yeah and my wife and i were like oh we'll watch them after the kids go to bed and we'll start at like nine thirty, and we'll be in bed before midnight like no we didn't <laughs> go to bed till like two and because there's no way you're going to watch the penultimate episode and be like, ah, I'll go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So, like, yeah, I stayed up until two in the morning to watch the last episode of Stranger Things. It was good. It was worth it. It was totally worth I it. Agreed. All right. Number three on the list. This is I was torn, right? So, number three. I, I binge-watched all of Peaky Blinders. Okay. <laughs> uh, no and regret. That, and no that regret. is
1: something I've been trying to binge. I'm now on season three episode one okay
0: yeah so you're so,
1: i but yeah. it on your recommendation it's been on like my like radar on netflix i just never got around to it
0: i don't want to say it gets worse like as the show goes on it just gets darker <laughs> like way darker and darker hmm. it's a hard That's... one it's a oh, tough okay. show yeah it's The last season of that show is tough to watch And not because it's bad, just because it's like This is just, like, suicidal
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like most of these guys would be dead At this point There's some good stuff in it, though <laughs> There's this kid on YouTube who does a really
0: good Peaky blind, like, he does Tommy And he does Arthur, and his impersonations Are top, are, like, just spot on I have to send you the link Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Give me the Coke, oh. Tommy
1: <laughs> Oh, there's this guy. that's speaking of this, there is a guy who does. He does. The, he he does impressions of um, the Sopranos, and it's always Christopher talking to Tony, <laughs> and he just explains like modern day stuff. Like Christopher is trying to explain something to Tony. Like, I want to see that. You don't understand. You don't understand, boss. They got these. <laughs> they got these Pokemon Go's, you know, and the kids would they they walk to make the eggs go pop and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing it, not doing it justice, but he, I'm like, it's, uh, it's really I, good. <laughs> I like it.
0: By the way, my favorite, my favorite Peaky Blinder reference came to me like a week ago. Uh, I, I I was showing my brother the, uh, the Oppenheimer trailer. Oh. And then there was like, one of the comments was uh, Tommy, give, give us the bomb, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so perfect. Anyway. Peaky Blinders. Uh, number four on the list. I think I've talked about this. Yellowstone. Oh. Yellowstone's just the, the worst or the best worst show on TV. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. The best worst show
1: on TV. I, I'm so fascinated to watch Yellowstone because, like, they say, like, the show's not that good, but the prequels are great. And they star Harrison Ford?
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. That's actually okay. uh, high up on, on our
1: list to watch next.
0: So oh, yeah. I'm,
1: I, I'm very interested in consuming this whenever i get around to it
0: it's not a i good might show.
1: have to stop watching peaky blinders to watch yellowstone
0: no no don't do that it's it, yellowstone's not a good show like there is such a gap between so like yeah my three and four is peaky blinders <laughs> and yellowstone but like there's there's such a massive gap between this now right okay uh yellowstone's not not a good show uh but you'll enjoy watching it it's it's entertaining <laughs> um all right the last show on my list is horrible I stand by that. It's The Watcher. The Watcher? Oh, wait. Is that the not The Witcher? No. The I think it's The Watcher. It was on HBO. Never heard of it.
1: Oh man. It is what so bad. Watch? People. Uh, so like is he the watching, premise... is he watching Peaky Blind, you see us watching a guy watch <laughs> movies. Uh, that would, <laughs> that that would Yellowstone? be
0: very, <laughs> that would be very Christopher Nolan, actually. <laughs> this
1: ain't very good, is it? <laughs> They talking to nobody.
0: (laughs) The Watcher is, it's like supposed to be based on a true story, but like, there's just no way this, like, it's that close to the real story, right? But it's about this like suburban family in, in New Jersey who buys a house, but they get these letters in the mail from someone who's like watching them. Who's like in love with the house. Wild. It's, Um, it's just like the show is, I cannot tell you how bad the show is actually ever. Like I would actually love to do a podcast about this show. So we could talk about all the horrible, like all the reasons why the show is so bad. Like it just, apart from
1: just being bad, like it also just doesn't make sense. (laughs) That's also why HBO is great. Like people, you don't realize for all the Game of Thrones and the Sopranos, they make a bunch of shit <laughs> that nobody ever talks about. They do they, actually. I watched Game of Thrones in there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I should have put Game of Thrones on my list. Game of Thrones is above is above Yellowstone. It's in that wide gap, right? It's Did you below... just watch it? No, I watched it last year. These are shows I watched last year. Oh, okay. I watched Game of Thrones last year, though, and that should it? have been on. No, no, the new one, the Dragon. Oh, one. oh, House of Dragon. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying House of Dragon. No, no. The yeah, I, I... no, no. I would actually say Game of Thrones as a whole also falls in that spot on the list. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: not better than
1: Saul, that's for damn sure. No, but I'm still here for whatever. I'm here for the second half of House of Dragons. If yeah. we get more dragon combat. That's the thing. You don't realize how much they stretch out those combat scenes in Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah and, they and, do. Like, yeah. I think, I think House of the Dragon is
0: off to a better start than... Well, I don't know. Game of Thrones started really good. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. It's like hard to remember, like, because it was so long ago now, right? So, like, my Game of Thrones reference is like the last season, and House of the Dragon is way better than that shit. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. You should just do like a season one through four rewatch and then just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't continue on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, that's my fun game for today. Okay. Thank you for putting up with that.
1: (laughs) Should we get into this?
0: Yeah, we should, because I got something to show you. All right. Well, this is episode 51. Uh, let me bring up my notes here. Um, I am on the blue team. I'm starting at minute marker, 50 minutes, 21 seconds. Last week, we started a new scene where we uh, the prota- <clears throat> the protagonist goes back to Mumbai to talk to Priya. He talks to her on a ferry. Uh, they continue the conversation through space but and through time. Because they <laughs> move from the ferry to the street without skipping a beat, we're on the street. We're walking with Priya. Uh, <laughs> my minute starts off with the protagonist saying, "Who did," referring to who ended up with the two forty one from the Opera House siege, oh. uh, and the answer, which I, should surprise all of us, actually, honestly, this should surprise all of us. The Ukrainian security services um, did not see that coming. Did did you see that coming?
1: I got so many questions about this 241. <laughs> Wait a <my> minute. <laughs> All right,
0: well, it's not 241. Um, no. But I don't, I just don't recall. Like there were so many, like, I think competent factions fighting for the 241. You had Sater's forces, you have the CIA. How does the Ukrainian security services end up with the 241? It's surprising, right?
1: Or may I got... I got such a huge question about where okay. this is. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I know it gets it only gets worse from here. I actually anyway. don't think I'm not. I'm just gonna that that will be many episodes from now when I discuss it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna get to it in this minute.
0: Um, I know there's a lot more to discuss there, so that's fine. Um, and then she says, "Hey," or she's like, she says, "It's moving to Talon in a week," and that's the reference to your minute because, oh, like, okay. oh, hey, like. That's how, that's how the whole thing unfolds. Like we're, we're going to go to town town. is the car
1: chase. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, and, and we're going to go get, we're going to go lift it on the move. That's going to be the easiest. That's, that's the easiest way to go get this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the protagonist says <laughs> helping an arms dealer steal weapons. grade plutonium is unacceptable. Priya. Then there's a long pause. <laughs> he comes back and says, I'm just going to take him out. <laughs> <laughs> Priya says no 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 Seder has to stay alive. Um which is also like a really interesting line. He has to stay alive. Does she know about the the switch? I don't think she knows about the dead man switch. Uh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fine.
1: Yeah. Um
0: I don't think so. Her her Almost explanation also
1: poked so many holes in that dead
0: man switch. That's true. That's true. I don't uh, want to talk about the dead man switch. She also has a good explanation as to why he has to stay alive, so I'll forgive it. Um, He has to stay alive until we know his part in things. Leverage the situation without losing control of the 241. Meanwhile, she wants him to fail. That was the whole point of the mission. Right? Yeah. That's what you alluded to in your minute when they talk about that mission after it's happened. She wants him to fail so that he gets the 241 and assembles the entire algorithm so they could take it at once. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. My
1: head is spinning (laughs) with with, with, what I'm going to have to describe to you. But yes.
0: Good. (laughs) Good, good, good. Uh, The protagonist says it's too dangerous. Priya says a terrorist bomb, even one that can kill billions is nothing compared to what to with what will happen if we don't stop Seder protagonists from doing what (laughs) and then priya doesn't answer the question we're being attacked by the future (laughs) (laughs) that's actually really funny in in a vacuum uh it actually seemed a little bit more seamless when i was watching it but now that i read it it sounds ridiculous
1: it, it uh, is funny how, like, Priya and Neil both try and, like, sum up what's going on. Yeah. And Neil's like, all laws of physics act the same except for entropy. And, and she just goes, we're being attacked by the future.
0: <laughs> Imagine the, the protagonist is just being taken for a ride by these people. Yeah. Um, and the protagonist says, from doing what? Are we being attacked by the future. And Seder's helping. You have to find out how I said, that's the end of that. That's the end of that scene. That's exactly 50. It brings us to exactly 51 minutes. Oh, okay. I still have 21 seconds to go. Not a lot, whole lot more happens, but it's a scene change. And it's, uh, I think this is Italy, right? I didn't research. I think it's Italy. Yes.
1: yes I've looked it up before and uh, yeah, they are in Italy. Yeah. In that coastal town. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, uh, it's like the Southern coast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the protagonist walking onto this like promenade way up in the mountain. Cat uh, is overlooking the water. So it's just like this beautiful aerial
1: view, right? Again, again um, this is a double7 <laughs> setting. If yes. there, there was one. Yeah,
0: it is. It really is. Yeah. This is very spy movie. Uh, but then also like Christopher, Christopher Nolan just loves these like landscape shots. Right. I think mm-hmm. he just likes getting in a helicopter with an IMAX camera. Um, and that's what you have here. It's, and it's, it's great. You can't ask for better. Um, he gets up to Kat. She says, I saw the news from Oslo. Do you have the drawing, <laughs> protagonist? You don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> it's funny because he doesn't have the drawing no. and she does need to worry about it. <laughs> we
1: just, it. we just dropped that thread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, it comes back later because Seder pulls it out. Right.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh, you've already covered that minutes yeah, ago. That's right. Um. But yeah, Protagonist says, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Cat says, you destroyed it? Question. Again, Protagonist. So good. I didn't think you wanted back. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's the end of my minute. Oh, okay. I didn't think you'd want
1: it back. Interesting. (laughs) I I know you have a lot to cover. I know. Okay. So I have something to reveal to you. I just want to cover. I had to think about it for a little bit. But yes, Prius Plant is... We need to get one, the, if we get that one piece of the algorithm, we can use that one to get the other nine or at the other eight, right? Yes. That's our plan. Okay. Now I have something to reveal to you. Oh my uh, gosh. It's a
0: whiteboard, folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what I did instead of working <laughs> the last two days. This is, is why. Watching I... <laughs> about... 10 minutes of film over and over again uh, to figure out um, where uh, Neil uh, and the protagonist in their BMW wind up as compared to the 241 and also the box that gets separated at one point, as well as um, the inverted uh, protagonist uh, coming up here, getting the box, uh, uh, subsequently um, uh, uh, losing. Uh, the, uh, giving up the box and then the 241. And then uh, Seder is down here and he's also over here and he's also over here. Cat um, is here, but then she's also over here and she gets inverted. Uh, so are you following along on any of this? No,
0: I don't quite understand what the y axis is on this graph. Uh, it's, is that um, more of a map
1: than a graph? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, um... I realized when I was done and checking it for errors that I inverted the colors. So blue means you're um, not inverted and red means you are inverted, which is the inverse of what it um, should be.
0: That's the kind of mistake I would make. Okay. I know. I I was like, of
1: course I did that. Uh, (laughs) At at the very end, I realized it. Um, Because I was like watching the scene where they're in the turnstile and I'm like, okay, he's on the red side. He's on the blue side. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> all backwards, but I tracked who's inverted, who's not. Um, th- this is all to say I cannot discernively tell you how Sader gets the two forty one at all, despite doing all this work. Um, it's in the BMW. No, it's not. But he says that he does say that. Okay, it's not in the BMW. It was not, it, it was in the BMW when the protagonist had it in the BMW. How does it get out of the BMW? I'll cover that in my minute. Oh, wow. let's get into my minute. All right. (laughs) So just so you know, I know this is a podcast, not visual, but just so you know, we're kind of starting out here where, uh, no, we're over here. (laughs) It doesn't fucking matter. Can you you take a picture of that and send it to me? I'm going to redo it. I'm going to take a picture of it, redraw it legibly and in the right color scheme, and then I'll send it to you. Can you can you get that into Vizio for me? <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in the in the chat, the Slack thing. <laughs> uh, okay, we're okay. That, uh, we're at one hour, the one hour mark, thirty three minutes, twenty one seconds. Uh, we're in the car with the protagonist, uh, an inverted protagonist, is uh, driving a car, uh, driving a Saab that is not inverted, uh, the wrong way down the freeway. Okay. Uh, at, at 21 seconds, uh, he smashes into somebody's taillight there, you know, from our perspective, inverted, but the car he's driving is not, you know, it's confusing. But he hits somebody's taillight. Um, uh, at the 30-second mark, he starts listening to um, his phone, which is actually picking up his um, earbud that he stuffed into the box that used to have the 241 in it. And that's when he hears um, Seder tell his men over the radio, the material's not in the case. Get the other sections of the algorithm to the hypocenter. He was lying. It wasn't in the BMW. Uh, another voice comes over and says, where is it? And then it we don't hear anymore. Because that's the question. Where is it? Yeah. Um, as the protagonist is now reapproaching the scene he just came from, this is what, remember, we're going in reverse into this. So this has already happened from this perspective. <laughs> Very confusing. But he goes, he's driving towards the scene of where the handoff took place between his past self and uh, the inverted satyr who's holding Cat hostage in the SUV. And he drives in between them. He locks eyes with Sater. Then he locks eyes with himself in the BMW. Um, There is the hand. Now, this is when the 241 starts bouncing around inside the Saab. Right. It was there the whole time. So the, it's in the sob. It was always in the sob from the moment he got into it. Really? Because (laughs) the next uh, thing we see. (laughs) So by the way, we've just blown through a lot of by minute. Uh, We're now at uh, one hour, 34 minutes and zero five seconds. But that's, and that's why he says, like, I handed it to him. I handed it to him, right? So we see the 241 bouncing around the car, and then it gets sucked out into the earlier protagonist's hands. Yes. And then after that, we see the protagonist throw what we know is now the empty box at Seder, and he catches it. But remember, Seder locked eyes with the later protagonist in the sob. Now, after that, the Seder has the box. He. Grabs the driver, the driver pulls over and slams into the sob, and the sob goes crashing. And that's where we go to my previous minute where the crash site, the sob is turned over, the protagonist is uh, upside down. Sater walks up to it and tells him, I saw the handoff. He knows so, where the, the 241 is. I know what you, yeah, I know. <laughs> I have the same questions too. Because at the end of that scene, Sater doesn't have the 241 yet. But he's going to go get it. He's going to go get it, which would mean... (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. We're back to the whiteboard, people. (laughs) (laughs) Which would mean after the crash, which happens here, the protagonist goes to Oslo with Kat and Neil. Sater then has to go back to where the sob is and get it out of the sob. However... If he gets it out of the Saab, how is it in the Saab later during the chase scene? I just have, I just had the most existentially
0: mind-blowing philosophical thought, right? Like, if you are inverted, can you take control of an object that's not inverted?
1: If the protagonist drives the car, if the car's not inverted. But the Satyrs guys have inverted cars. That's that's a whole other question, huh? That really is. How did they invert? <laughs> did they take them piece by piece? That things aren't that big.
0: I guess. Like, I'm wondering. Could what you am just I invert
1: the steering column?
0: Well, yeah. no, no. That's that's not really what I mean. It's like. That's I'm about I'm trying to like think of the path of the 241 as it bounces around in the car. I know. That it was a shock to me to
1: realize it was always in the car.
0: And then because because we're inverted, it gets sucked out and it goes back. He saw the whole thing is what he's saying, and he saw that it ended up in the sob. So if we think about it from a normie perspective, Mm -hmm. no, even if he.
1: Oh, yeah, it doesn't quite make sense because. (laughs) Because the protagonist who throws it, he's going he's normally entropy. So is the object. He throws it in the car.
0: Then the car – and this is after the car has uncrashed. So that's the thing. The The car car has
1: uncrashed.
0: So the car uncrashes.
1: But the inverted person is driving it. Therefore, he's driving it back to another place. He's just going to park it outside of the turnstile.
0: Right. So you have the 241, which is not inverted, inside of the car, which is not inverted.
1: I don't like – So to the 241's perspective, if the 241 was a person, you get thrown into a car that's not inverted, but the person driving it is. Technically, that car is reversing you back to where it came from, and it's not going to stop until the protagonist stops driving. So somehow Mm. the 241 winds up right outside of the turnstile in a sob that but then again how can Seder go get it yeah. cuz if he goes gets it it's not going to be there for the later events
0: this is this is this is the grandfather paradox
1: yeah there's a paradox that's yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the problem here
0: there's, there this is the definition of the grandfather paradox so like cuz how did it get into the car if it hasn't been there yet uh and, yeah because theoretically when the protagonist gets into that sob the 241 should already be in there then yeah, and if he just would have grabbed it, but then it it couldn't have been there because he, no one threw it in yet. Because yeah. he
1: never he didn't drive to go pick it up or, from his earlier right. self. Yeah, which is, just leaves a bunch of questions. How does Seder go get it?
0: I mean, he goes back to he 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 must uninvert himself, go back to being a normie, and then just go pick it up from the car.
1: But then it wouldn't be there. When the protagonist gets in the car, right?
0: no, grandfather paradox. I
1: know. Well,
0: I mean, What's happens happens. I,
1: that doesn't solve the grandfather paradox.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's the lazy. It's the lazy explanation for things that can't be explained in tenet.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I think. I think this is actually, but it takes so long to get there. Uh, I no, mean, this is this it is took me uh, hours just to like. <laughs> Figure that out. I actually, there's a whole section of this I erased because I thought the 241 was at the crash site. It's (laughs) not, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Can't be because I got sucked out of the car. But here's the, oh man, I don't know. I I don't know. This is also an example. We'll go into it further. I'll just say this. I think this kind of wraps it up. There is a moment earlier in my minute where, like, The protagonist is explaining this plan to both Ives, who's casually listening, and Neil, who's like going, no, that's not going to work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like the protagonist learning in real time how this stuff works. Right. He's like, like, oh, no, I got this idea. I threw it in this other car. I'm going to go get it. I told him it was in the BMW, but it's really not. And Neil's like, that's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is actually the moral of the
0: story. Uh, it is the protagonist, like, and he says it later on too. He's like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." I think is one of his lines. Mm-hmm. All right, well, yeah. Thank you all for listening to the Tenement right. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever service you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning. Guys.